as we roll into the early hours of Sunday morning. This is the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you here in studio. Dale Hummel helping out on our phone lines tonight on the Downward Dog phone line. 541-497-5356. The Downward Dog phone line. The University Honda text line. We had a little bit of music bump in there. I don't know how that happened, but... Uh, the computer systems are working as we're, again, here in the early hours of Sunday morning. We thank our presenting sponsor for the Thai Express postgame call-in show. Thai Express, experience traditional Thai recipes with a sprinkle of new world creativity. Don't be shy. Give them a Thai locally and veteran-owned. Uh, you know, on nights they are open until 10 o'clock. It is well past 10 o'clock, so if you're hungry, uh, they're not open right now, but... Every other night, they're open until 10 o'clock, so go visit them for dine-in or visit their drive-thru on 9th Street uh, in Corvallis behind Little Caesars Pizza, Thai Express. We thank them for sponsoring this edition of the Beaver post-game call-in show. Ooh, a late night here in our 1240 KEJO studios. Appreciate all those tuning in from far and wide as the Beavers take down the Arizona State Sun Devils 24 to 10. Uh, and if you want to rub it in, myself and Arizona State alum, uh, please do on the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. The box score doesn't scream dominant win for Oregon State, but when you hold ASU to only, I, I would say, three real points tonight. That, that touchdown they scored after the muffed punt from Luke Losher gives them ASU the ball on the four-yard line. They punch it in two plays later. It's the only touchdown of the night for Trent Bray's defense. How about this for Trent Bray? In the two full games that he's coached uh, the defense primarily as defensive coordinator, they've given up really one true touchdown. One of those Stanford touchdowns in garbage time tonight, I would qualify that as a fluky touchdown. Uh, and, of course, the field goal allowed to Arizona State earlier. And the Sun Devils also missed two field goals on the night. 266 total yards for Trent Bray's defense tonight. Uh, impressive numbers against some of the best athletes uh, in the Pac-12. The Beavs improved to 7-4. and four. The bowl outlook is getting better and better. You know, as they were mentioning on the network post-game show, you know, the Beavers are, are are scooting up in that bowl lineup when you get win number seven. So now the Holiday Bowl, the Vegas Bowl, and the Sun Bowl look like those the three most realistic options right now. They, they mentioned that the Holiday Bowl uh, representatives were there at Research Stadium sitting up on the Old West side in the press box tonight uh, for what will be the, the last time of that Old West side. And people... All week on the Joe Beaver Show and such, reminiscing their favorite memories on that old west side of Research Stadium. Uh, I've never been up on that old west side, but plenty of memories there, of course, for much of Beaver Nation. Hey, and if you have any memories that you weren't able to get on the Joe Beaver Show tonight and somehow you are awake at the early hours of Sunday morning, please let's hear it on the Downward Dog phone line 541-497-5356. Beaver post-game call-in show. We have some text messages coming in. Uh, some people that have stayed up. Nice to uh, nice to see that. There, some trickled in during the game that we will get to. I see a caller calling in. We'll get to that caller here in a second. Beavs passing game is the 
Weakness of this team now, Texan 503. Defensive, uh, defense tackling and pursuit angles are a very close second. Quarterback play has been pretty bad lately. Chance uh, is at least half second late on many of his throws. I'll agree with that last point. I thought the defense and tackling was very good tonight. They allowed a little bit of yardage in the 20s. Uh, but otherwise, I think they did a pretty good job tonight under 300 total yards against one of the Pac-12's best offenses, even though Sun Devils have struggled a bunch on the road. Uh, Curtis Texan, awesome victory tonight. Great job. Scott Texan. Scott, I'm used to hearing from you on the phone, but he did send a nice text message uh, in here on the University Honda text line. Had we won just one of the Cal, Colorado, or Washington State games, the Beavers would be playing the Ducks for the North Championship next week. Now we need some help from the woeful Washington puppies. My prediction is Washington State winning the North to cap a ridiculous Pac-12 season uh, unfolding, and I hate it. Go Purple Puppies and go Beavs. So if you missed it on the network postgame show, the scenario for the Beavers to win the Pac-12 North next week, the Beavers need to beat the Oregon Ducks at Autzen Stadium next week, and the Washington Huskies need to win the Apple Cup and defeat the Washington State Cougars. It's a tall task. Uh, the Huskies, on one part, have beaten the Cougars, I believe, seven straight times in the Apple Cup. But this Washington team has already fired their head coach, Jimmy Lake, this season, fired their offensive coordinator, John Donovan. It's going to be a, a tough task to, to beat one of the hottest teams in the Pac-12. The Cougs looking mighty good on Friday night against Arizona. Dave from Sandy, Texan. Awesome beeves. Yeah, Mike and John. Yes, they are very happy. I'm sure Mike Parker either is listening or sleeping because uh, I know he has a basketball game in approximately. Uh, we'll be on the air here on 1240 Joe Radio in 11 hours in 20 minutes uh, from Gill Coliseum. The beeves and Princeton uh, on a noon tip off on Sunday morning. Reynolds, Texan. Great game listening from Pendleton. Scott Texan again, it's okay if you're an ASU alum. Beavers, welcome all. I'm flattered, Scott. Thank you. Uh, you know, I guess if I'm just going to make a note on ASU tonight, that's what they looked like on the road all season. It's seven false start penalties tonight. Seven. <laughs> In a crowd of less than 30,000. And I don't, if you were there, please let me know. How loud was it there? Didn't seem overwhelmingly loud to the, to the tune of seven false starts. Of course, the, the number, if you want to call or text in, the Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line, 541-497-5356. That's 541-497-KEJO on your dial pad. 541-TEXAN. As a fellow recent ASU alum, it was an easy choice to root for the Beavs. Nice to see the team play with heart on senior day. That's got to feel good for all those seniors because this group of seniors – yeah, some of them, at least, weren't there in Jonathan's first year. Or, pardon, not recruited by Jonathan. They, they were here in the Gary Anderson days, and they stay with Jonathan. They, they, they see this rebuild process through. You see the bottom, you see the worst of the worst with this program go back five years ago. And now to get to this point, you're 7-4. and four. You're looking at a really nice bowl game, and you have a chance to play for the North Division title for the first time next week at 1230 on ESPN. How about that? Prime time on ESPN next week at Autzen Stadium. 971 Texan. 
Uh, hey, Beaver post game show. How do you think the Beavers will win that Civil War game? What area code is 971? I don't know. That's the first time I've seen that pop up. Uh, texture, if you want to text in again, let me know. I don't recognize that area code. But, uh, Braden, uh, what would the Beavers need to do to win that Civil War? Well, I'd say they need to have a similar blueprint to what Utah had today. Running the football extremely well, which we know the Beavers can do. However, Utes are phenomenal on special teams. They had a punt return touchdown at the end of the first half where Oregon, I can't, for some reason, I don't know, punted or punted to Britton Covey with under 10 seconds to go in the half. And Covey, as the clock runs out in the first half, returns a punt for a touchdown. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. So, you know, probably scoring on special teams and dominating the run game uh, as Utah did today. Uh, and I know Utah controlled Anthony Brown. They jumped on him quick. Got to get out in front, make them play from behind. The Ducks offense more built to play from in front than behind. So a similar process to what we saw tonight or the last two weeks for Oregon State would probably be helpful in that case. Jump out in front. So we have no callers yet. Uh, if you would like to call in here on the Thai Express Beaver Post Game Call-In Show, the number is 541-497-5356. Uh, we thank Ty Express for sponsoring this post-game call-in show. We're going to take a break. Uh, hopefully let some calls trickle in here on the post-game call-in show. When we come back, uh, hopefully get to some of those. Ty Express, Beaver post-game call-in show to the Beavers. Defeat the Sun Devils 24-10 here on 1240 Joe Radio. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids specializes in Prius sales, Prius service, and Prius batteries, but also services all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Get peace of mind before you hit the road with Dave's Guardian Full Vehicle Inspection Report so you know about possible failures before they occur. With over 120 years of experience under one roof, you'll get expert service every time. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. At Thai Express, they've learned that when you treat your taste buds right, great things happen. Come and experience traditional Thai recipes with a sprinkle of new world creativity, like pad thai, a curry, fried chicken dumplings, or one of their delicious soups, all customized to your taste. Thai Express is in Corvallis on 9th Street, behind Little Caesars. They're open for dine-in or visit their drive-thru. Don't be shy. Give them a Thai. Thai Express, locally and veteran-owned. It's same-same, but different. This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground, as in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albin's can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. 1240 Joe Radio. Romy's on weekdays at 9. 1240 Joe Radio. Back on the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you here on an early Sunday morning in our Albany studios. Dale Hummel helping out on the phone lines. Uh, before we go to Scott on the Downward Dog phone line, uh, thank you to this texter for informing me that 971 is the new Portland area code. I did not know that. Uh, now I do. 
Good to know. Uh, let's go to Scott. Uh, Scott, good evening. Good evening. So, glad they won. And uh, this game really hammered home to me that I think you have a big difference sometimes between the team and their attitude and some of the fans and our attitude. And I'll put myself out there. Uh, like when they gave up that ridiculous touchdown or uh, low serve fumble there, you know, low snap and all that. And then ASU goes in and gets those cheeky points. And even though they've been getting dominated most of the game, they're in one score. It's like, oh, that was the most beaver play ever. Here we go again. I was expecting the team to fall apart because I've seen it so many times. But they didn't. They hang, you know, they hang in there and they keep playing. They answer right back. And it's a good thing that the players don't have all the memories necessarily that some of us do. <laughs> and so, I thought that was kind of funny. But it's great that Jonathan Smith was like he's turning the stuff around. Um, I've been reading some stuff online about, you know, do you want Trent Bray to maybe get the D.C. job, all that? And so far, he's done really well. I mean, this is night and day from when Tibisar was coaching. I'm not sure Tibisar pulls this one out, honestly. But, I don't know, it's just so, it's two games, right? And there's always yeah, that sort of thing and bump a lot of times. So, I'm not totally sold, but so far, so good. Yeah, I mean, we. I think it was a pretty much consensus. I know we didn't have our phone lines active last week, but uh, I think it was a, a pretty much consensus. It's like, hey, you know, you shut down Stanford. They're not really sure what they're doing at quarterback. They're having their worst season in a decade this year. So let's see it against, you know, a, a team that averages over 30 points a game in ASU, and <laughs> they look good. Over, under 300 total yards, only 10 points, and the only touchdown was, like you said, it, it, it was a fluke. Right. It's nice to not see the defense and all that sort of thing at the end. They kept being aggressive. It's like, good, finally, Tony gets that you know, do what got you there, right? You're winning because you were doing what you were doing. Don't stop it now. So, anyway, encouraging. So, it will be an interesting uh, game next week. And, man, I really want Washington to beat Washington State. It's kind of funny because we're the big Washington fans next week, but if Washington State wins, where are they going to be big Beaver fans? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, so quickly, Scott, what are you expecting next week after you watch both these teams play today? Oh, man. Uh, honestly, it could be anything. But I know that Oregon State has struggled mightily on the road, and Oregon is really darn good at home, especially. So it's going to be a very uphill battle. I know Oregon looked really horrible today, but Utah has handed Oregon their tail feathers more than a few times since they joined the conference. So it's going to be a tough one. I would have to take Oregon if I was a betting man. But uh, I hope we can pull it off. I mean, it's an away game, but it's only about 50 miles, right? It's not that far away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, from Albany, it's, what, 37 miles? I think it's, yeah, I, I'd say round trip, it's about, you're right, it is about rounding, it's about 50. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be curious, and it's going to be in prime time, thankfully, Scott, and not this late at night. <laughs> so Yes, we finally escaped the Pac-12 network. Literally, I was watching them once, and they are joking that, oh, and hey, we're going to take them beyond the Pac-12 network again. They're, we're like the gum on their shoe they can't get rid of. <laughs> it was like, wow, even they're calling it like that. But, you know, that's not good. So what was but, it? I hey. think the final count was <laughs> six straight on Pac-12 network or seven? I don't think we're that many straight on Pac-12 Network. We must have had at least I think it was at four, least six. Five, I, don't know. I think it was, it was a six. lot, man. It's was in the it? media guide, Ugh. but it, it's... That's scary. Now that I think about it, you might be right. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, at least, you know, on ESPN. But then again, then we had to have this late window where we're chatting at 1230 at night. Uh, but anything <laughs> else, Scott? 
Yep, that's all. Peace. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate the call as always. Now, back to the Downward Dog phone line and Tyler. Tyler, good evening. Uh, actually, it's good morning now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I'm, it's the night's getting to me. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. That's understandable. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't have too much to say tonight. I'm pretty happy with the way to go. This is like the one of the first games, well, might be the second, where it felt like they were kind of in control from start to finish. I mean, Arizona State made a run based on a couple of fluke plays, but it never really felt like they were in real danger. Um, also, I want to give a shout-out to, let's see, other seniors, like you said, for helping this program get turned around, of course. I really only have, like, a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, let's see, they're mentioning the, uh, they're talking about the uh, ramifications of Washington, Washington State. Do you know if that result's going to be known by the time Oregon State and Oregon kick off? Uh, I believe yes, that game or... was also on the six-day hold, Tyler. Uh, so if you want to get off your next point, I will look. Okay, and the uh, second one is, like, we, uh, we've seen how much better the defense has been playing over the last couple of weeks. Now, granted, there should be a grain of salt there because both uh, Stanford and Arizona State are playing with one hand tied behind their back. So, let's see. There's that to consider. I'm very interested to see what the uh, defense looks like against the uh, offense that's uh, got all of its pieces going, but... Um, let's see. I'm not as good at spotting like smaller things like Jim Wilson is. So, what do you think has been the biggest difference in like the uh, defense since Trent Bray took over? Man, Tyler. I mean, that again. That's a Jim Wilson question. Uh, I'm. They look pretty <laughs> aggressive, right? They they look aggressive. They look you know a little little more sound and disciplined. I don't know if that's just the energy they're playing with or. Um, or what I'm also right now, I'm scrolling through all the games next week. Cause I thought I would see it on Twitter. I did not. So I'm looking to see if I can find a kickoff time, uh, for our PAC 12 darlings up in the state of Washington, but they play on Friday. So I think, do they play on Friday? Let's scroll. Um, so anyways, I, oh, they play at five o'clock on Friday. So the outcome will be known Tyler five o'clock okay. on the 26th. That's, in, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, Either way, you obviously want to beat the Ducks. So that's kind of like one of your things all year. One of our things all year. So it, uh, if they uh, run the ball and keep playing defense the way, where they are, I feel like they have a uh, decent chance at it. Yeah, I, I would say so too. Again, Oregon's played a lot of close games this year. I'm not going to be shocked if it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter uh, with the game yeah. hanging in the balance. And then at that point, Tyler, it's who's going to step up and make a play. Who is going to do it? Because, you know, the, the Oregon State defense tonight was the ones who stepped up and made play after play after play. Yep. Also, there's going to be uh, another thing going in their favor. They're definitely not going to be a real favorite this time. <laughs> no, they will not. Uh, I'm, I was going to say, I'm guessing what the line would be on that. I, I'm i going to say, thir- I'm I'm just spitballing. I'm going to say either nine and a half or 13 and a half, but I don't know. I'm not Vegas. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be somewhere between six and nine points. That's my guess. Okay. That, I would say that's, that's probably pretty I think six might be a, just a tiny bit low because Vegas usually errs more on the, 
I would say even even though Oregon plays a lot of close games, I don't I still don't think with them at home they would be less than a touchdown favorite. I have a hard time seeing that. Yeah. Also, Oregon doesn't play very well as a favorite, so they have that going for them as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, I, but do you think the whole bubble burst thing might play a factor, or does the rival does the rivalry aspect outweigh that? Bubble burst of what? Oregon's bubble? That's, yeah. Oh, uh, their playoff bubble? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that's going to, I think they are going to be motivated for next week anyway, because it's a rivalry game. I mean, but the outcome this week probably didn't help it. You know, I'm thinking of those players. I mean, they're probably pretty defeated. I mean, you can still play for a Rose bowl. Rose bowl is still great. It's a great outcome to finish a season uh, in a Rose bowl, but you know, you're, you're number three in the country and you, you go on the road in your biggest game of the year and you get throttled. So I mean I'm I'm going to imagine there'll be a little extra focus this week uh, because of that. But they're going to again they're going to be fair. focused anyway. So it's rivalry week. That's fair. I don't think any of us. Well, I mean we're Beavers. We're obviously rooting for them to fail anyway. But I don't think anybody who was watching them really bought them as number three team in the country. So here's my thing on that. I guess I know this is a Beaver post game call in show, but I'm I'm going to just be objective here for a second. I I, I think. That ranking obviously is more on the deservedness of it rather than them actually being the third best team. Because honestly, again, after the top, I think after just Georgia at one, I think the the rest of the field in college football is pretty muddled and can be, uh, or actually, no, I'd say Ohio State's two now. Um, But after that, (laughs) I think it's pretty muddled and you could probably go on a given night, a given situation, any which way you could you know, a.k.a. this is me, the committee, sort of manipulating the field to see what I would want and manipulating wins based on here, there, say. So uh, they could have been. They ran into a buzzsaw tonight. They really did. So uh, That's fair. That's fair. I think either way, it's going to be very interesting what happens next week. It will, and that's why it's in prime time on Saturday. That's going to be good. Uh, anything else, Tyler? And not on the Pac-12 Network. Not on the Pac-12 <laughs> Network. Thank goodness. Uh, two straight not on the Pac-12 Network. What a miracle. That's good. Uh, anything else, Tyler? Nope. You have a good night. All right. You too, Tyler. Get some sleep. This is the Ty Express Beaver post-game call-in show. Uh, we thank our sponsors at Ty Express. Don't be shy. Give them a tie locally and veteran-owned. Not open anymore tonight, but uh, usually open till 10 o'clock on 9th Street in Corvallis behind Little Caesars Pizza. We thank Ty Express for sponsoring the Beaver Post Game call-in show. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, keep the text coming on the University Honda text line. Just a few. I'd love to see some more. Let me know. What are you expecting next week? I mean, if you were to guess, what's the line going to look like? Uh, and then what are you anticipating for bowls? Uh, I mean, I know we had that question last week, but yes, the quality of bowls now going up. It is. You get win number seven. It's down to be better. We're gonna have to. We're gonna see next week. But I guess just let me know. What do you think next week? What do you, What did you like the most about the defense tonight? Five four one four nine seven five three five six on the University Honda text line on twelve forty Joe Radio. At Thai Express, they've learned that when you treat your taste buds right, great things happen. Come and experience traditional Thai recipes with a sprinkle of new world creativity like pad thai, a curry, fried chicken dumplings, or one of their delicious soups, all customized to your taste. 
Thai Express is in Corvallis on 9th Street behind Little Caesars. They're open for dine-in or visit their drive-thru. Don't be shy. Give them a tie. Thai Express, locally and veteran-owned. It's same-same, but different. This is Katie Albin, letting you know that Albin's Plumbing is going underground. Oh, you'll still find us located on 9th Street in Corvallis, but we are also underground, as in underneath sidewalks, driveways, and patios. Using directional boring, Albans can run your plumbing underground, avoiding the need for costly and messy concrete repair. Just give us a call. At Albans Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albans Plumbing. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids specializes in Prius sales, Prius service, and Prius batteries, but also services all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Get peace of mind before you hit the road with Dave's Guardian Full Vehicle Inspection Report so you know about possible failures before they occur. With over 120 years of experience under one roof, you'll get expert service every time. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Did you hear what I said? Sports with Attitude. Love 40 Joe Radio. Uh, just moseying on through the wee hours of Sunday morning here on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you here in studio. Dale Hummel, thankfully, helping out on the phone lines on a early, early Sunday, November 21st morning. In our KEJO studios, Beavs defeat the Sun Devils 24-10 tonight at Reeser, a perfect 6-0 at home. First time since, coincidentally, 2000, the 2000 Fiesta Bowl team honored there. Tonight, uh, you know, a send-out with the, uh, as they're all inducted into the OSU Hall of Fame, and a send-out along with the Old West side at Reeser Stadium. Uh, as I expected with the late-night call-in show, a little light on the text line and the phone lines. Uh, if you do have anything you'd like to say, 541-497-5356. Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line. Uh, we got a few more texts coming in. Uh, let's see here. Mark and Tigard. I think I said that right. Tigard? I don't remember what the pronunciation of that is. I don't know my Portland suburbs very well. I apologize if someone wants to tell me in the University Honda text line. I would appreciate that. Uh, But Mark says, uh, if the recruiting gurus are right, this was really a huge uh, visit weekend for potential recruits. Tonight's outcome and game day festivities should have gone a long way towards helping the staff. So John Warren in our tailgate show earlier played a clip uh, from Angie Machado, uh, who runs Beaver Blitz, a 24-7 affiliate for Oregon State, uh, broke down the the a few recruits that are here on their official visit this weekend including a highly regarded quarterback so yeah those wins do help uh when you have people here on an official visit team flies you out puts you up in a hotel take puts you through a photo shoot gives you all sorts of gear so i that helped of course it did and i guess back to recruiting we can say this for a second i remember i went on this tangent after the usc game but man coaching matters it does it it you can have a lot of four-star recruits, and those guys definitely help. They're supreme athletes. They're gifted. But when you have a guy who can really coach like Jonathan Smith, and he did tonight in a, you know, an Arizona State roster, that is, you just look at it in the 24-7 composite, more talented than Oregon State, and by a, by a significant amount. I mean, not USC level, but they're, they're pretty talented. And you have four-star quarterback 
four-star running backs, four-star wide receivers, veteran offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. I, you don't need me to tell you that. I mean, and the Beavers just dominated tonight. It didn't matter. It didn't. You know, on the Arizona State side, I already harped on this. They had seven false starts in a, in a stadium of less than 30,000 30, people. Seven. Coaching, 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 coaching and discipline on display. And those penalties would help Arizona State not score. And the, the Beavers were remarkably clean tonight on the penalty department. Three for 40 yards, most of that penalty yardage coming on a, on a pass interference. But besides that, clean. Coaching matters. And because of that, I mean, Jonathan Smith is due a raise. He's the 12th highest paid coach in the Pac-12. That needs to change if the Beavers want to keep him here. Needs a pay raise. I believe he makes 2.4 right now. It's going to have to go up. Uh, 503 texts in. Great job tonight, TJ. Thank you. I appreciate all of you who are staying up listening through the late night. I do appreciate it so much. Uh, and a great win for the Beavers. I know it's hard, but what bowl do you think uh, Oregon State might go to? So... Uh, we had a lot of talk about this last week, uh, and we do know the Holiday Bowl reps were there tonight watching both teams, pretty much. Both these teams now have equal records and equal Pac-12 records, so they both could go to the Sun Bowl, or Sun Bowl, Holiday Bowl in San Diego, Qualcomm, uh, which I forget the, I think they're changing it. I think they're going to put that in Peco Park now, but I don't know when that's going into effect. I think it might be next year. Which, by the way, much better option. Because I know Qualcomm, the stadium quality is not as good. And it's not downtown. Petco, if you've ever been to San Diego, I'm sure a lot of you have. Right in downtown, right in the Gaslamp District. Phenomenal, uh, phenomenal setting. And a great spot for a bowl game. And it, if we're talking about like driving economics into a, a city center for a bowl game, that that's a great spot. Right in downtown. Um, Curtis Texan, I'll bet Oregon will be favored by a touchdown. Yeah, again, I think it might be closer to nine and a half, I would say. Nine and a half or 13 and a half, I'm going to say. I don't know what, what Vegas is thinking. I'm sure there's a line. If you want to, if one of you listeners wants to type in, look at the Vegas odds for next week, I'm sure they already have them out. If you want to look, uh, let me know. Text it into University Honda. Text line at 541-497-5356. We only had a couple calls tonight on the Downward Dog phone line. You can call that number. 541-497-KEJO or 5356 uh, if you don't have the numbers on your telephone. Downward dog phone line sitting there dormant. I'd love to hear your calls. Uh, depending on the activity, we'll try to get to 1 a.m., but we'll see. Depending on the activity. 541-497-5356. Tyler texting in. Uh, we heard from him on the downward dog phone line. Now on the universe. Talking too fast. I blame the, blame the caffeine for that. Oregon State's non-conference report. This is useful. Purdue wins again, 32-24. What's Purdue's record now? They're doing good. They have two big wins this year over Iowa and Michigan State. Now, Michigan State, ugh, they got romped today by Ohio State on a top seven matchup there in Columbus. Uh, Hawaii defeats Colorado State 50 to 45. Idaho defeats Idaho State 14 0. Uh, Idaho fired their coach this week. Actually, Tyler, Idaho and Idaho State both fired their coaches this week. Uh, thanks to some good reporting from my good friend Jordan K um, out there in Pocatello, Idaho, uh, reporting on that. Uh, Tyler also texts in 
Also, forget, can we just uh, keep and go back to the Fiesta Bowl uniforms, please? Yeah, those uniforms, I forgot to mention that. Thank you for that, Tyler. Those uniforms were great tonight. The helmets were great. It was classic. A lot of people are like, why, why do you ever evolve from some of these uniforms? Because they're so classic, and I agree. Those uniforms are great. I think they're better than they they are originally the uniforms they wear now. Uh, Tyler Texan, you also asked about how loud the crowd got there. When the false start barrage happened and it got progressively louder, I don't know if it got Seahawks Stadium loud. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but it definitely was up there by the tail end of the game. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, see, uh, they take more than 30,000 people to get up to, I think it was, it's somewhere in the 140s. I think it's the record. Might be higher than that. Uh, what they Seahawks said at Lumen Field. Five for one Texan. Um, I'm just going to skip to the end of this. TJ, disappointed in your alma mater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, I've watched a lot of ASU this year. I said it in the outset of this program. I'm not really surprised what happened tonight. A lot of these issues they had tonight, the false starts, the penalties, uh, the inconsistency in the passing game uh, have been problems just compiling, not showing up on the road. It's just been compiling all season long. Uh, and I think rightfully capped here tonight. I, I, I don't know what the future will look like for Herm Edwards. I don't know what it'll look like for athletic director Ray Anderson uh, as this winter goes on. But they're in year four, just like Jonathan Smith. And again, what's promi- what was promised with that program when he was hired, top 15 and uh, New Year's Six Bulls. And they have yet to come close to either. Because they will at best now finish eight and four uh, with a potential for nine wins. Uh, but they they really haven't delivered. Uh, and again, at just times the season, just so unprepared. And so unprepared. Uh, let's get to the rest of this text. Uh, we'll, we'll avoid my disappointment for the rest. This is, of course, the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show. Uh, Keontae Shad, very impressive tonight. Huge plays in the backfield uh, and on screens. Bray was doing a great job matching personnel and defense. Summing in extra defensive lineman or defensive back, depending on what the offense is doing. And that's co- coaching, communication there. Always good. Uh, need to continue to get the ball to Treshawn Harrison in space. Ducks depleted in the secondary. Make Anthony Brown a thrower, not a runner. I think you showed that today. That if you jump on him, make Anthony Brown beat you through the air. It's, it's different team, different offense. Lindgren showed multiple new jackhammer looks tonight to confuse Mario for next week, except some plays off of what they were doing tonight versus the Ducks. Uh, I didn't notice anything too different. Um, maybe because my eyes aren't as trained to look for that stuff. I, w- I did love the burst from Jack Coletto when he scored on that 47-yard. I didn't know he had that speed in him, but he was joking in the postgame show that he runs a 4-4 or 4-5, which <laughs> I laugh at. He could. I've. Uh, but he was, he was moving it on that. He weighs, what, 240? That's pretty good speed for him. Uh, I didn't think he would ever score from 47 on one of those, but he proved me wrong tonight. Outran the whole defense on the way to the end zone. Uh, those are texts from the University Honda text line uh, at 541-497-5356. I'm going to take one more break. Last chance to call or text in on the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show uh, before we wrap it up for the night. Dale Hummel's helped me out on the phone lines. If you want to give him a call on the Downward Dog phone line, that number, 541-497-5356. Of course, we thank Ty Express for post, uh, sponsoring this post-game call-in show. Here on 1240 Joe Radio, we'll wrap it up after this.
At Thai Express, they've learned that when you treat your taste buds right, great things happen. Come and experience traditional Thai recipes with a sprinkle of new world creativity, like pad thai, a curry, fried chicken dumplings, or one of their delicious soups, all customized to your taste. Thai Express is in Corvallis on 9th Street, behind Little Caesars. They're open for dine-in or visit their drive-thru. Don't be shy. Give them a Thai. Thai Express, locally and veteran-owned. It's same-same, but different. Luxury Vinyl Plank Flooring is really popular right now, and Corvallis Floor Covering carries several different brands. LVP Flooring is waterproof, durable, very affordable, and mimics the look and texture of real wood. Window coverings are an easy way to update a room, and Corvallis Floor Covering has new fashion looks by Hunter Douglas and Norman Window Fashions. Stop by and browse through their large showroom. They're at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown, or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go be! In 1931, Oregon State's football team compiled a 6-3-1 record playing their home games at Bell Field in Corvallis. That same year, Umpqua Dairy began making ice cream to sell at the train station in Roseburg. Three generations later, they're still producing award-winning ice cream. And you don't have to wait at the train station. Simply visit your local grocery store. On behalf of Beaver Nation, thanks to Umpqua Dairy for your support of our beavers and for making the best ice cream in the nation. 40 Joe Radio. Romy's on weekdays at 9. 1240 Joe Radio. Getting to wrap it up here on the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show here on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you here in studio. Dale Hummel uh, helping out uh, on the Downward Dog phone line where Merle is waiting. We'll get to Merle in a second. I would like to thank Warren uh, for tweeting me uh, and telling me the correct pronunci- pronunciation is Tigered. Uh, I'm not perfect with my pronunciation. Sometimes gets me a few times. I would like to thank Warren for telling me, for informing me. Tigered, Oregon. Now to the Downward Dog phone line in Merle. Good evening. TJ, uh, you have done an admirable job uh, this post-game call-in show. We lost Josh Warden. Big shout-out. I know he's a friend of yours, but we appreciate you on this, and you've shown improvement every week. Love that. Um, to the Beavs tonight, awesome game to end the west side of Reeser. Uh, it was pretty sweet. Uh, you commented on the uniforms earlier. They had the full Fiesta Bowl look going with the white untouched shirts, long sleeves, the gray gloves. That was pretty awesome. Regarding next week, <clears throat> that rivalry game, I agree with that last text. Need to make Anthony Brown a thrower, not a runner. But I don't know if you saw the end of the Utah Duck game. The Ducks kind of gave up, looked very defeated. Did you did you watch the end of that game? Uh, I did not because the second half pretty much overlapped with the start of the Beaver game. Uh, so, yeah, no, I did not. And Thibodeau kind of got hurt. A little ankle oh. problem was significantly slower. That's interesting. Um, and just not as involved That's in it, which is huge. Big notable. That is a big notable. So it's it seems like it's lining up well for the Beavs. I just hope we can continue playing kind of air free. I noticed when you just when they play air free or kind of just do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and tonight, it usually works out. 
tonight was one of those nights. I appreciate the compliment, Meryl. I do appreciate it. It is, uh, as Yogi Roth said, a thankless job here on the call-in show, like, let's say, a Colorado night. Um, but uh, in regards to next week, yeah, that is, uh, that's big. I know the Ducks beat Ohio State without Thibodeau. Um, and they have a very, very talented roster, but he's, you know, he's a top, he's going to be a top five draft pick next year. That's a big loss. Um, were there any other notables from that game? Because as, as soon as, as, soon as it was 20 Yeah, Bird McKinley okay. got hurt tonight, didn't play in the second half. That's, uh, that's going to be something to note. Um, that's going to, now, that, so if we're looking directly at that, that means I know the texters uh, tonight weren't, a uh, huge fan of of Chance Nolan's game tonight. I mean, he was pretty much an afterthought in this game. It was it was all almost all about the defense tonight. Uh, but if he's on next week, or they'll want him to be on, he'll need to be on if the Beavers are going to beat the Ducks next week. Uh, and that combination of McKinley and then uh, Thibodeau out, you know, the Beavers are dropping back to pass the best pass rusher, and then one of the safeties are out. That's pretty important. Yeah, I mean, I'm. Chance has been up and down for sure, but I think there's been so many drops this year. That's one thing I've noticed. Tons of drops by receivers. I mean, on pretty easy catches. And I think just the tie, the lack of tight end production. I know they've been helping out in the run game. Props them there. But, you know, it's kind of billed as, we're oh, we're going to have a passing or a pass-catching tight end and a run-blocking tight end. And that just hasn't happened um, at all. I think Musgrave has less than 200 yards on the season. Seems yeah, like the probably. tight end's best best thing is blocking kicks, which is great for them. <laughs> but I think that's been a hard part because I know that's a huge part of Smith's offense is tight ends. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like we keep saying that, and yet the tight ends had zero targets tonight. I'm pretty sure. Yep. So. Well, I, it's part. I think it's partially not getting open, and um, with that, but I, Trishawn Harrison is a great receiver. I, I really hope they get him the ball more um, in space. I mean, you saw that that was a sweet juke move. On that screen, on the first uh, touchdown, the beast scored. Yeah, totally left that guy in cement shoes. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty good move, one on one. I mean, you ask him to win that and not get tackled. Uh, Marilyn, and yet, the other thing I do want to talk about is I it's it's been I've seen improvement throughout the whole Beaver team, which is awesome mm-hmm. this year from the offense. Even the receivers improved. The Beeson had a few catches tonight, which is great because um, he was kind of. A, big in the beginning of the season expected to be big but one thing that's been kind of annoying is the special teams just been so inconsistent i mean i love everett hayes i think he's i think he's a good kicker when he's on but he seems like he can't hit those angle kicks he can hit a 60 yarder at colorado under pressure but can't hit a 42 or whatever that was that angle kick and then the drop in the snap like that i mean it's just those little details on the special teams that have been so up and down you know we get the block kick at at Utah, but then we have the double number thing. I still can't get over that, you know? And then we have when you have a coach that is, like, you know, coaching 15 to 20 plays a game, and those are kind of happening, that's kind of – it's a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, was that the first muff punt of the year? I can't – I'm trying to remember. I think I feel like, from my memory, that was the first muffed punt. No, I think at Purdue they might have had one. Um and then he did. He they did have one against Utah, but he got it off in the end zone. I don't know if you remember that. And then he's kicked it right footed. When he kicked it right footed once, when he's a left footed punter, oh, and he kicked right. it right footed yep. at a different that. game. Yep. Um, yeah, I would agree. Which is I, great. It's just it's those details that we can't we can't have those mistakes against the Ducks because that's how they win games. They take advantage of those 
other teams make mistakes against them and they pounce. Yeah. And, and if we play a clean game, I, we have a great chance of beating them. Great chance of beating them. But we got to play clean on those sides. Can't have any of those, you know, swing turnovers. Yeah. Because the Ducks will pounce on those. And when the Ducks are ahead running the ball, hard to stop them because they can just run, run, run. You know, versus Brown, you saw him have to pass today. He wasn't even hitting check down throws. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you're right. They got to play from ahead next week. Um, I'll give Everett Hayes a break because uh, most college kickers, I would say you really can't rely on him. I think Everett's, I think honestly, Everett's probably, you know, in the, maybe not upper echelon, but he's pretty good for a college kicker. But for the most part, I say you probably in college football. Yeah, I don't I would say you want to rely on your kicker too much. Um, so that's I'll, I'll, I'll give Everett a break. But the rest of the things you said, Utah was perfect on special teams today. That's why that's a big part of why they stomped Oregon. So uh, it's a key. No, you're, you're right. I think it's tough, too, because the Bees have had really good kickers in the past. I mean, they've had a Lou Groza award winner and just solid kickers kind of pre Gary Anderson era. They were a ton of good kickers um, where they just were solid. So maybe, I don't know how much uh, I don't have in front of me. I don't know. Does Everett have another year? I assume he does. Um, if he, or if he, yeah, I think he's a soft, I think he's a sophomore. He's pretty okay. young. That's good. Okay. So then I was going to say as Everett progresses, I mean, even for just a sophomore kicker, I'd say, you know, if he's making 60 yarders, I know you're, you're, you're nitpicking at the angle kicks, but um, you know, in time. So I'm sure we'll see it. Totally. It's just some of those, some of those kicks are like, Oh, this is an easy kick be great to come away with three. I mean, that was a huge miss tonight because they kind of left that little door open and whole team game, everybody recovered. It's all good. It just is one of those things where like, gosh, it's a bummer. And then again, just the inconsistent special teams up, down, up, down, you know, but that's kind of the theme, I guess, with Smith this year, which I love it. When he, he said it in the locker room, I think after the Washington game, we're up, we're down, we're up, we're down, we're up. And he ended with that. And that was awesome. But I think that is kind of the theme of this year, kind of with the team, you know? Yeah, I would say. And they are probably as high up as possible right now, I would say. You don't want it. You both totally. actually know. I would say I, I do say as possible, but that's I, I wouldn't say that's where you want to be because the biggest game still waits next week. Yeah, but the Ducks are mentally fragile. I totally believe this. They're a mentally fragile team with a bunch of really good recruits that do not have coaching involved with them. So... I think they're down, and I think we're up. I think it, it it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. I actually think the Beavs, if they can get up, like we've kind of talked about, get maybe get up and just not spot a team fourteen points. I mean, we beat Utah, but we spotted them fourteen points. It was fourteen nothing in that game, and then some of these other games. I think Colorado is ten nothing. Cal was ten nothing as well. And when we spot these teams those beginning points, it's just tough to come back from that because our offense is a lot slower, which is fine. Ball control running, which is awesome. But we just can't spot a team like the Ducks 14 points. Yeah, I would agree. Don't let them use their strengths, because that strength is offensive line, running game, let Anthony Brown you know, check down and do stuff like that. Uh, anything else, Merrill? Well, I, I know you commented on it, TJ, but what do you think of Herm? Do you think Herm is on the hot seat? I need some insider, <laughs> Cronkite, journalist, um, info here. I mean, uh, I know that was you, so I, I need some insight here. Yeah. Deep in the ASU net. Well, web his seat and of Herb. His seat definitely is not cold. I'm going to say that. And 
many of what has been made for ASU this year, as I I said I've said or I said earlier in the show. I mean, they're they they're a under an NCAA investigation for paying for you know recruiting violations during that hosting recruits during the pandemic. Um, they have four, three or four coaches on paid administrative leave, which probably doesn't help of why they're so poorly coached right now because they're understaffed. Um, so the, the, the product on the field, you know, this is probably the year that you would have won the South. I mean, you, you arguably have a more talented team than Utah does. If you're going to look at recruiting rankings and such like that. And then continuity, you know, a fourth year head coach, I mean, Jonathan here in year number four and took over, a much worse situation and just, you know, beats Herm Edwards for the, uh, now he's two and two, I believe against Herm. Yeah. Off the top of my head. So I, I would say it doesn't look good for Herm. And I would also say it doesn't look good for Ray Anderson, the athletic director, because his men's hires have underperformed, uh, all of his big splash hires. So I think the two of them are tied at the hip. I think if Herm goes, I think Ray might go as well. Uh, so I guess that's that would be my stuff on that. I'd say a lot hinges on that NCAA investigation, uh, and we probably won't know about that till the offseason, maybe not for longer. But I would say that's about as much uh, insight as I have to offer. I know the ASU fan base is just not very happy because, you know, they had eight wins before. It's like, okay, eight wins. I mean, they're going to beat Arizona next week and get to eight wins. It's like, great. This roster probably should have won more than eight games. I think they should have won more than eight games, um, but they haven't. They 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 woefully underperformed, and that's on Herm. He's the head coach. Do you is the trivia for you? Do you know the former Beaver coach that is a coach for ASU? Please tell me you know it. Right now. Coach. Right now. Yes. Isn't it Kavanaugh? Yes. Clap, virtual clap for you there, my I'm going to thank Mike Parker for that because he he keeps noting Mike Kavanaugh on the broadcast and on the Joe Weaver show this week. So I was like, well, if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be him. And I think Mike Kavanaugh does a really good job. That group is very solid uh, besides the seven false start penalties they had tonight. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's just undisciplined. I mean, uh, I think another uh, earlier guy said the stadium got loud. I disagree the stadium was not very loud <laughs> um i think it was just more of a mental lapse of arizona state but they've kind of been like that the whole time this year didn't they lead the conference in penalties or something like that by a wide margin and they're i think they're probably yeah. now in uh i think they're when i saw the 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 bottom thing last night on pac-12 network when i was watching coogs and uh arizona they were sixth most in the country i feel like it's going to be higher now it's just so sloppy, so undisciplined. And, you know, again, one of the reasons why, you know, Sun Devil Nation's probably pretty frustrated with Herm because, like, this is coaching stuff. And they just – it's the 11th game of the year, and you have seven false starts on the road in a, against a crowd of less than 30,000. <laughs> you just can't have that. Yes. I mean, do you think it's a – if by some miracle happens and they end up losing to the Wildcats, do you think it's an, a Monday morning instant fire of Herm? That is a great question. I haven't, I haven't even given that thought because I didn't think they could possibly lose to Arizona next week. Uh, I would say it would not be very good, but I don't think they'll lose to Arizona next week, so I don't think they're going to have that uh, that problem. I mean, Arizona's just so bad. Oh, they're horrible. They yeah, horrible. they're horrible. Oh, totally agree. 
I, I think Arizona State would need to have 25 penalties next week to lose. And I, don't, I just I don't think that's humanly possible. So, Is, is Jaden Daniels going to come back? Seems like he has had his best year when he was a freshman. So I think he's tied to Herm for, I think what, if Herm stays another year, I think Jaden stays another year. Um, I don't know if you listen to the, like the pregame show, um, but I, for my, I guess my take in Jaden, I, I don't think the receivers have really progressed very well. They had, you know, Brandon Ayuk and Frank Darby, his freshman year, who are both now NFL wide receivers. Ayuk went in the first round. Darby went in the sixth. They're both phenomenal deep threats, which really plays to Jaden's strength. And now they don't have anyone really like that. Uh, and they just probably had their best deep threat enter the transfer portal in Jordan Porter. So um, the combination of Jaden not progressing and the wide receivers not progressing, I think, is a big part of his struggles this year. Um, but yeah, for the, just to, I guess, to answer your question, I'd say it probably depends. Uh, he's going to see what Herm wants to do and then he will evaluate, I'm guessing. And has as, as Rashad White been pretty good this year? I mean, I was really surprised the Beavs contained him as well as they did tonight. Yeah. I mean, he nearly had 400 rushing yards the last two weeks. That's like, he's, I think yeah. he's really, I mean, he's. He's going to be a, one of the top backs in this next class, I think. He, he has he looks he reminds me a little bit of Le'Veon Bell, I would say. Um, and if it's from his style, he's very patient, uh, but he has like some sneaky speed. I mean, he averaged ten yards a carry last year, and I don't think many people noticed because he only played four games. But he was dynamic last well, he's year. He got some hands. I mean, me and my homies, we were scared that in the beginning of the game they had him on a wheel route. I mean, in the very in the first first uh, drive, I think they threw that deep pass in where. We had a linebacker on him, of course, because that's what we love to do. Um, and, he, and he caught that, and then they split him out again, and then I think they got a full start on it. But we had a linebacker on him, and they were running the same wheel route. I'm surprised they didn't go back to that. That's a, he, no, I mean, even, it's tough for even a, a safety to cover, let alone a linebacker. Yeah, I know. He's a great – yeah, he showed his hands last week, too. He had a really nice one-hand catch against Washington. He's a really good receiver, too. That's why, again, I think he's going to be – uh, one of the first backs picked in the draft this year. Uh, and he's a great story. He's a Juco guy. Came in. He was kind of unheralded uh, last year because he shares the backfield with two four-star recruits and train him in, in Gata. Um, but he's the one who took the starting reins in for good reason. He's, again, speed, patience, vision, receiving ability. He's very good. He's very, very fun to watch. And last thing I will say, I think there's going to be a jump pass. Uh, two years ago, Beavs tried three years ago actually at home. Beavs tried to do a jump pass with Coletto. I think it got picked in the end zone against the Ducks. There will be a jump pass TD for the Beavers. You're with calling Coletto. All right. Well, Merrill, and, next yes, week if they do it, you got to call back in and reconfirm. Oh, I will call in and confirm that. And there needs, I mean, TJ. The only critique I have, you know, is you're getting Beaver insight and Beaver knowledge, like. We do need to step up the Dutch heat on this program. Okay. Um, that's the only thing you're, you, when, when people call in or when you say positive thing about things about the Ducks, it does rub Beaver fans, including myself, the wrong way. Oh, I'm that, sure that it does. can't happen. You know what I mean? But what if I'm just trying to, like, drive a reaction from you? Isn't that my job is to get interactions? I get one. Well, I'm just going to keep calling in and say I'm a Wildcat fan then. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. And there we go. There we go. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll end it here. Let you go. Right. Ducks suck. I, I appreciate it, that. Girl. I, I plan on talking to you Thank next you. week.
Hey, next week after the Coletto jump pass to win the game. There we go. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Merrill. Have a good night. All right. Or good morning. Uh, that was Merrill. That was good. So we got about a minute left. Uh, quickly, some lines that come in. Uh, Washington favored over the Cougs by two and a half. Uh, Mark in Tigard. Now that we got that pronunciation down. Uh, and officially the line for next week, Oregon, Oregon State is, I was off by a point. It's 12 and a half. I was off by one point. So I'm getting better at guessing these Vegas lines. So that'll be good. So that's just about to wrap it up for us on the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show. Uh, Beavs improved to seven and four, 1230 against the Ducks next week on ESPN. Our tailgate show will start at 830. Network pregame at 10.30. Of course, the Thai Express Beaver postgame call-in show one hour after the end of that game with yours truly here. Dale Hummel will be there helping me out on the phone lines. Always appreciate his help. Joe Beaver show uh, from the Valley Media Center on Monday at 11 o'clock. We'll, uh, we'll see you then. I'll be in studio. Thanks for listening to the Thai Express Beaver postgame. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? Stay on in five, and 